Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. It is another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C., the hottest city in the NBA with Russell Westbrook. In the Bay is my man Marcus Thompson. Marcus, are the A's leaving Oakland? I just saw this story about an hour ago. If they broke, they need to get up out of my city, break bread or buy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to ask for handouts. It's $4,000 a month for rent out here. Would you, you think we care about Matt Olson? Break bread or get up out of here. That's If you ain't got the money, Damn. you can't be here, period. Damn. You, Damn. Know, Mark, you, sound like Saint, you sound like St. Louis when the Rams left. Get out! Yeah, bye. We, we, we hate hey, you. We get lit. Out. We lit. Hey, we lit without... Oakland is lit without a team. So eventually somebody's going to be like, hey, we need to get back over there. What, what was we doing? So yeah, yeah you know exactly. What we are. Right. <laughs> we are. Right. Bye. We got man, man. Damn, oh, I didn't know it was like that. That the 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 uh, the the hatred, the volatility, and shit. You sound like a jilted lover. They always because they try to play us. They always they basically just want a handout. That's what it is. We go. Oh, we gonna leave if you don't give a handout. What you tell somebody who's trying to bully you, man? Like get up out of here, then. Like bye. Right. Like they just bye. want. They want money. The Raiders did right. the same thing, right? They, he didn't want to pay, he want money, so he went to Vegas where they had a bag for him. Go get your bag. Hope it works right. out, but you ain't playing <laughs> us, not no more. Damn. All right, all right. I didn't mean to touch a nerve there, Nerves bro. are touched, baby. <laughs> Dan- they are danced on. We, 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 we've, been, we've been fighting this fight for 30 years now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got a great guest this week. Oh man, I'm so happy he was able to come on. Hey, this our week guest with is us, like, man. hold on, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. You, need to, you don't know. <laughs> you I got a relax. story for you. I <laughs> got <laughs> a story about jilted lover. <laughs> man, one of the all time great dudes in the league the last 15, 20 years played two decades in the L. And Marcus, I am not kidding. From minute one, was a bucket. From day one, man, to I've day been watching 20, this dude since year high 20. school. He was in the streets in high school, like been a bucket. It was fourteen years old, like getting buckets like a straight pro. Just buckets, man. Know. I go way back with him, way back. I've been a fan for years. Man, man, Jamal Crawford, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for coming, man. Straight. Thank you guys for having me. That was a heck of an introduction. I can't top that, but thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Man, come on now. I'm going to give props, man. I'll give you your flowers now. Man. This dude was like, you know, wherever he went, didn't matter where he went, what coach he was playing for, buckets. <laughs> that, <laughs> buckets. To be honest, yeah, that's that's part of the thing I'm most proud of, to be honest with you. Like to play 20 years and, and have 20 different coaches, right? So they all mm-hmm. see you differently. You know what I mean? All yeah. your point guard, your shooting guard, or your sixth man, or your starter. And that's like a, a college freshman you know, kind of being a scorer coming in as a freshman and sophomore year, we need you to pass a little bit more. Junior year, we need yeah. you to be a six-man. Senior year, oh, man, we need you to show leadership and, you know, kind of thrive in that role. So that's what I'm most proud about with my journey, to, to not lose myself within that. You have you have talked about this so many times, about all the different coaches you mm-hmm. played for. And I always wondered, did any of them ever come to you at the end of a season and say, you know what? I messed up on how to how to use you. That was that's my fault. We'll do better, or I will do better the next time. Yes, I, that actually has happened. To be honest with you, and I don't want to say who, you know, because I, ah, I only what if I guess? I only played, what if I guess? I, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll let you guess. But I only played 
for the same coach back-to-back years twice in my career. Once with Isaiah yeah. Thomas, once with Doc. You know, so most of the time, uh, you know, when the coach may have said that, he wasn't around the next year, I wasn't around the next year to kind of see that to fruition. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's been a, a crazy journey, but, you know, I've enjoyed every second of it. So um, check this out. Like, you still hooping. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you still out here like, getting buckets. I'm seeing videos of you dunking. Uh, yeah. What, 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 why? Tell me, I don't understand why you're not <laughs> – in the NBA right now, like you could obviously help a roster and you know what? Some teams could use some veteran experience. Yeah. I, I think, you know, being in the league, DA especially has been in the league before both of us, but I think vets aren't valued like they were once upon a time. Obviously it's a younger league, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, yep. uh, you know, now like we talk about Steph at 32, like he's, you know, I hear people, he's older, he's old, he's older. Like this is like, in his prime, I seen Michael Jordan win the MVPs at 35. You know, that was like a men's league. But now with the league so young, uh, if you're, you know, in your 30s, you're considered a fossil. You know what I mean? So it's amazing. Yeah, right. It's amazing to to kind of sit back and watch that and observe that. And even if a team didn't want to say, okay, you, you know, you're not going to play much for us. But I think leadership-wise, right, like like you, Marcus, come in the game, who better for you to learn from than, than, than D.A.? Like, to get that kind of knowledge and that kind of experience, that's what players, I think, are missing. I, that's what I had. That's what I learned to be a pro when I had Charles Oakley and Scottie Pippen and Rick Brunson and Kendall Gill and all these guys, how to dress. You know, being on time is being early. Like, to learn to be a professional because you don't know what you don't yeah. know, right? So when you get right. that solid foundation, I, I think it carries you and, you and your job is to give back to the next generation. So I'm, I'm actually shocked, not just myself, take myself out of it, but there's so many veteran guys I know I could, could help in some capacity that just aren't getting the call and it's, it's kind of embarrassing in a way, and it's kind of disheartening for sure. Is it? And I think it's definitely y'all know your worth too, yes. and that's the problem. I think y'all ain't going to just take no Rudy Two vet True. minimum contract. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like you know what you're worth, and and rightly so, by the way. And so you know, I think teams like you know, it's it's so much spreadsheet basketball now you know what oh, i mean man. it's not not like it used to be the feel the feel and, and, and the, the the pure authentic feeling i think is leaving and and mm-hmm. you know like we all grew up think about it like my first trainer was an old guy on the blacktop like no you're not gonna get the ball you gotta cut you know rebound right. you better make this open shot you gotta show you could be out here so those are like my first trainers and i feel like the essence of the game is leaving it's amazing guys that have that essence a guy like westbrook you know a guy mm-hmm. like um, a DeMar DeRozan or, you know, a Kawhi Leonard, these guys to me aren't valued like they should be. You know, they're playing the old school game, uh, getting a bucket, whether it's mid range, wherever it is, we're not thinking, DA, if you have a grandson or or son, I'm not going to ask you, how'd your son do? You're not going to say, Oh, he was three for five from the corner three. He was plus six in his minutes. Like, (laughs) no, he played good. He played bad or he can improve. You know what I mean? Whatever it might've been. And I think we're, we're kind of losing the essence of the game with so many spreadsheet guys. I just, it's just, it's just, I'm sorry, Marcus. I just, I always get on this rant about Ricky Pierce and Jeff Hornacek and Jeff Malone and Dale Ellis, guys that never missed from the mid range. They never missed. (laughs) Why would you take that away from them? That's a strength. I just tweeted this other day. I was watching Derrick Rose. They were playing the Clippers. Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose was the leading scorer at halftime. Ended up being leading scorer for the game. I think he took two, three pointers. And he had, he had, 19 points at the half on all twos, right? right? So imagine being a coach saying, D-Rolls, the way we play is threes, 
free throws or layups. Yeah, he can get to the layup and he can get free throws. And and obviously, you know, threes is what he'll do secondary. But why would you take away his strength, he, his impact on the game? And they won that game and they were winning at the half. And I just don't get it. Obviously, a guy like Steph Curry and Clay, they changed the game. And you don't want to take that away from them either. But I just feel no. like there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? But Especially look, in the playoffs, exactly. every point counts. Against Utah, Steph had 36, and he only made three threes. He had them chasing him off the line, and Rudy Gobert waited yeah. in the middle. What did he do? He lived in that mid-range. Like, right. and, that's, <laughs> and, and we all watch boxing, right? To me, the mid-range is a jab. It keeps you honest, right? So yeah. the best player I've ever seen was Michael Jordan, and he lived in the mid-range. The best score I've ever seen along with him was Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant. They live in the mid-range because yeah. – Obviously, just like we know Steph wants to shoot threes, so does the other team. So they're going to try their best to take that away, right, or, or guys right. taking that away. And if you've got Gorbert sitting back there or, or uh, DeAndre Jordan or whoever it might be sitting back there, mm -hmm. that's the in-between game. And if you make that yeah. in-between game, now you got them guessing. Okay, is he going to pull up? Is he going to hesitate me, get to the left? Is he going to find somebody? It's just, you know, it, it's and it's amazing because the playoffs, that's value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you see Kawhi, you see these guys yes. dominating the mid-range. We see yeah. these guys dominate the mid, Kevin Durant over the years. LeBron yeah, James, yeah. Kobe Bryant, they dominate the mid-range, right? But it's yeah, funny that we don't value way, it in the yeah. season, but when the most important time of the season, we value it. So they yeah. got to figure it out. Isn't that true with everything else, though? Like, that's the part we see every time. You talk about the experience, the veterans, the OGs. Right, 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 right. Like, yeah. it's almost like, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, let's have a team of youngsters. But then at the end, the teams that win are the teams that have it, right? So it's like... You can't even really win without it. Like, it's not like you can succeed without it. Right. And it's right. just like common sense, right? Like, if, if I can go to Microsoft and learn from a guy like Steve Ballmer, well, and just learn from the, the other 10, you know, rookies that kind of came in with me, it's like, why wouldn't I want that experience? If I'm in yeah. photography, I want I want to shadow Andy Bernstein. I want to see what he does yeah. well. I want to, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I don't get that. If I'm a young writer coming up in Oakland, I want to shadow Marcus Thompson. Like, I want to know what he knows. I I want to get that knowledge. He may save me time, energy, heartache, and all of the above, and, and make sure I have a long-lasting career, right? And make a career yeah. out of it, and I can give back to the next generation. Yeah, I, I like I watched Trey Young last night, Monday night, mm -hmm. and I think he's one. He's one of the young guys that kind of is starting to get it he's a little bit. It, yeah, because it's now I don't need to come out and shoot six threes in the first quarter. Let me just get everybody else going. I'll get mine in the flow, and then second half. I can always get my shot. Always. <laughs> always. But you, you keep them guessing, right? And it's like, yeah. it's, it's just an amazing thing. Like, and, and, and I'm saying this, I'm, I'm top 10 three-pointers all time. So I have nothing yeah. against the three-pointer. I just know right. that there's more than one way to skin a cat. And if you can master all three levels, and in some cases, like a Steph or a Dame, four levels, because you're way out there, right? But if you can yeah. master those things, I think you make your team better. I think you're harder to guard. I think you're harder to deal with. It's funny, even, even I hate to keep going back to Steph, even a guy like Steph, I watched his warm-up last night because I'm always stealing things from different players. And he started yeah. out in the mid-range to get his rhythm, yeah. see the ball go through, and then he went out. You know what I mean? So I think that part's lost. You uh, So what was the – oh, go ahead, Mark. You, uh, <laughs> you've played basketball so long, you've been a bit of everything, right? You've been the jewel. You've been a star. You've been what's wrong player. with the game, yeah. right? Like you've Everything. Been, you've I've, been, been everything. I've been the N1 guy. That's not going to work yeah. in the NBA. That's the N1 guy. Right. <laughs> the Globetrotter. <laughs> You've been, it all. Right? I've been You've been it all. So what, from that perspective, what, how do you view Russell Westbrook 
and what he's done. He's one of those players who has been a lightning rod and, you know, he's, he's been, he's had all the criticism and all the praise, right? But when you look at what he's done, how do you view Westbrook and where he stands from an NBA history perspective? It's um, before he did the first year, Marks, I have to be honest. And I, I tweeted this yesterday. I never thought with these athletes and, and the way the game is, I never thought we would see a person average a triple double. Like, I know what kind of energy that takes to do that every single night. So I said, even if a guy gets it 40 nights, he's not going to average it for the season. Like, it's not going to happen. This guy's done it for the last five years. So it's amazing when you hear the lightning rod of criticism. It's, it's kind of like versus the, the stat guys and it's versus the players, right? The players know how difficult that is. They know what kind of energy that possesses. They, they know to do it every single night, to have the fourth game in five nights be in Utah where the air is thin and you have to go do it and, and find a way. Mm -hmm. Like, so our respect for him is like through the roof. I'm not sure. We may go another 50 years before we see a different player do this because it's, mm -hmm. it's just unheard of. Like if a guy averaged 10 and 10, you'd be like, oh, he's having a great season. This guy's averaging, and he's not just getting 10, 10 and 10. He's getting 26, 21 and 24. Like these are video <laughs> game numbers, <laughs> right? right? Like it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I get right. it. The pace is faster and I get, you know, it, the the game is is more conducive to scoring and offense right now. I get all that, and I respect yeah. it. But what he's doing is is legendary, and we'll talk about this thirty years from now. Well, my point is this, Jamal: if you say Jokic is the MVP, and you can, and he may very well be the MVP, I got no problem with that. He's had a great season in Denver, and he's almost averaging a triple double. You know what I mean? Like he's close. He's got like he averages like eight assists a game. I'm saying if you're looking at that and saying, well, that's the best player in the league, how can you then? I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's the best player in the league. I'm saying, how can you then say, well, it's just empty stats? How can you ignore it? Right? Like, how can you just, just, how can yeah, you just no, discard it? You know what like, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. And, and that's the part yeah. where I think players and people like you guys who respect it and understand how hard it is, we have a different appreciation for it. And that's why our voice has to be loud for us. He's not going to say yeah. it for himself before guys like that. That's why we were so loud for Carmelo. We were like, you're telling me Carmelo can't be on a roster? Right, right, yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. right, right. <laughs> and when I'm, right. Watching, when I'm watching, don't say defense, because now I'm watching teams score 140. I watched two teams Every score night. 140 last night. Every night. Every With no night. overtime. Right? right. And then I'm watching benches <laughs> score 12 points total. So I'm like, no, right. what are we talking about? Like, but he can't guard, though, right? right? But he can't guard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can't guard. No like, ain't nobody like, guard nobody. What are we doing? Right. right. So we exactly. can't keep changing changing and moving the goalposts when it comes yeah. to certain people. Because I guarantee yeah. you, if uh, if Jokic actually averaged a triple-double, they'd be like, oh, he's revolutionizing the game. We've never right. seen a series do this. <laughs> You know what I mean? So we can't keep moving the, we can't keep moving the goal. But for me, that's what well, makes him crazy. He's a guard. The rebound numbers for this dude who's is he even six four? Like this is like <laughs> that's to if if a dude the dude who would do it is gonna be the Jason Kidd type, or it's gonna be like the Chris Weber mode, right? Six nine. Yeah. The rebounds and the points are gonna be easy. It's gonna be the sexy right. guy, right? That's Jokic, right? He's gonna so get big guy that can pass. Yeah, like it's Jokic, be a big guy. For it to be a yeah. guard dominating the boards like that, like you said, like that's incomparable. That that's kind of <laughs> insane. I saw I saw a stat, and I and forgive me for not remembering everybody on the list, but I remember Jokic and I remember Joel and B, and there was like four or four or five other starting MVP level centers that Westbrook averaged more rebounds than. I was like, this yeah. is crazy. 
No, he's sixth in the league in rebounding. It's he's unbelievable. Sixth in the league in rebounding. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and people like him who are polarizing, most people who don't appreciate the art of basketball and how hard that is will say, oh, it's empty stats, number one. Or, um, you know, it's, it's just he's chasing it. He's doing this. Like, they don't understand how difficult that is. I don't and you care have if he is chasing it. It's hard. Like, he can it's still hard. <laughs> hey, we're all, we're, we're all chasing something, right? Like, yeah, right, like, right. They used to always give this example in, in OKC that, you know, well, he just cherry-picked defensive rebounds, and he took rebounds away, and Stephen Adams let him have rebounds. And he used to always say, Stephen Adams is seven feet tall, and he's 280 pounds. You really think he letting somebody yeah, he get some rebounds? Because right he liked it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? He just let him. Well, well Stephen Adams ain't, ain't been one of the last few seasons, so now what? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and also, what does it say about Westbrook that Stephen Adams is going to do that, right? It speaks to a level of, like, we want you to have this, right? That's I know right now, side. Draymond is yeah, setting every right. screen and making every pass he wants Steph to get the score title, and it means right, something when your right. teammates is like, That's "Yo, respect, I got you, right? I got you, right. Get this board." But they, like you mm-hmm. said, Marcus, they don't do that if you're not an unbelievable teammate, an unbelievable person. If they're not pulling the yeah. same direction as you, because I've seen on teams where guys are like, "Oh, he's getting all the shine." I'm jealous of that. They may not say I'm jealous, but you can tell they're hate low key. You know what I mean? But these mm-hmm. guys in particular, their teammates are like, "No, no, no, we're a part of this. We we know who you are and what you stand for. We want to see you accomplish this goal." And that's what yeah. it's about, too. Ain't no Ricky so Davis just, over here, huh, DA? Huh? Ain't no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder. I always wanted to do a book on 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 team. Just spend a year with a team and not write a not write a season about whether they won or lost. I think it's a miracle that any team wins anything, anytime, because it's so hard to get in basketball's case, 12 people or 15 people. And then think about football. You got 60 dudes on a team and you got trying to get all of them to see the same thing the same way. And it's impossible. Like, I don't know how anybody ever has any teamwork. You know what I mean? Like, it's, how do you get guys to buy in? It's so tough. And you know what? And if you look at when Golden State won it, and it was obviously Steph, right? He was the head of the state, but it was strength in numbers. I remember Larry mm-hmm. Brown told me something I've never forgotten. And he said it when we were trying to change the culture in New York. And you guys know LB. It always takes him a year to get things going. Then the next year, he kind of yeah. take off. Well, I didn't get it for him the next year. But he said, you can have a big bucket of ice cream, brand new bucket of ice cream. You can open it up. And a bird can fly by and poop an ice cream. The whole ice cream is ruined. It ain't like, oh, I'm taking out this little piece and I can eat the rest. Like the nice. whole ice cream. <laughs> and I said that to say this to your point, DA. You could have one person in the locker room or two people in the locker room that can bring down everything. And yeah. it becomes cancerous. And it becomes like contagious, right? And misery loves yeah. company. It could be the three dudes on the end of the bench. It could be one of the starters. Well, I should be getting more time. I should be getting more shots or whatever it might be, yeah. more con- bigger contract. So to, to have all those guys function the same way and look at things the same way is rare. And that's why those teams are really teams and they're special because yeah. that's, that, that doesn't happen, not usually. Man, what was the best team you were ever on in that regard where you just had most of the guys all seeing it the same way? 08, 09 Warriors with Monte. Yeah, whatever. I would say, um, <laughs> you know what? I, I would say the Hawks, we were really close, uh, 2010, mm-hmm. 2011. We weren't really a threat to win a championship. We were a playoff right. team. We were solid. Yeah. But the Clippers, yeah. I would say probably the top of the top as far as closeness. Families were close. Okay. Off the court okay. was unbelievable. And obviously you heard over the years, you know, these two didn't get along or these three didn't get along or there's something there right. with the Clippers. But overall, Families were tight. I would say everybody's pulling the right direction. It wasn't like a jealousy thing. It was just a, you know, we couldn't get all on the same page, but it wasn't a jealousy thing. So I would say the Clippers probably. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So you've, you've been around so many 
different styles of play in different yes. in different teams, you know. And I just wonder, <laughs> like, I'm sure you're like, damn, I, I was born ten years too early, right? You know. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Especially to your point, and I, I'm telling my son this now coming up. But in, to your point, when I was coming in the league, I don't care if you were the best shooter in the world. You're not taking five threes a game. You're not right. taking an off the dribble three pointer in transition. They're like. What are you doing? You can get that shot with five seconds on the clock. Even what are you if you make it. Yeah. <laughs> even right, if you make right. it, you're going to be on the bench. You don't even get a chance to, to explore that, right? So it's like, at that time, you give the ball to your dominant wing scorer, a la Kobe, Paul Pierce, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, Allen Iverson. Yeah. Or you yeah. throw it into Shaq, Duncan, Garnett. Yeah. You know what I mean? Carl Malone. So that wasn't even a thought. So to see a guy like a Ray Allen, like, obviously Steph's the best shooter ever, but to defend a guy like Rowland, he didn't get a chance to take 13 threes a game. You right. know, or a lot right. of shooters. Like Adele Ellis didn't get a chance to take those right. kind of shots. Reggie Miller, for that right. matter. Yeah. And the saying yeah. that I still believe Steph's the best because I think he can do it off the dribble and off the catch, catch and shoot. Yeah. But it, the game is so different. Like if at the time when I was scoring early, when I scored 50, they were like, oh, we are a two guard now. Because at the time it was like point guard, two guard, yeah, small sure. forward. Right. So when yeah. you score like that, and really, I was like, nah, I'm a scoring point guard. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to challenge myself. Okay, I'm, I'm taller, so if you want to put me at the two because we got Jay Williams and Kirk Heinrich, okay. You know, I, yeah. I got 50. Okay, well, now you're a two guard. That's the one regret in my career. I would have never changed positions. And obviously, the game is different. I would have stayed a scoring point guard because if you can do that now, if you can shoot off the dribble, you're a weapon, right? Yeah. You look at Dame. You look at Trey Young. You look at uh, all these guys coming up. Like, and it's, it's like they're – franchise guys and, and some of the best guards in the league because of that. You can't even uh, function yeah. if you can't do it, right? Like, like, if, yeah, you're, like if you're a point now, guard who can't score, yeah, what do you do? If, if you're a point guard and you can't score, you're frowned upon. Like, yeah. look at a guy like Rondo, who I believe should be a Hall of Famer whenever he's finished. People, like, he should be starting running somebody's team. You know what I mean? Right. But now that he's not looking to score first, it's like, oh, okay, we can get somebody else to do that. Point guards, to mm -hmm. me, aren't really point guards so much because they're really thriving on scoring. We're talking about point guards who average 30 points or 28 points or 25 points with six assists or seven assists. You know what I mean? Like, their, their yeah. job out there is to attack. They're, they're attackers, but I'm not sure they're point guards of how the game used to be. Yeah, you and Gilbert Arenas are the two guys that would be like, huh. Yeah, could you imagine Gilbert now? That's what I was about to say. Could you imagine Gilbert? Could you imagine Mock Mood now? Right. Could you right. imagine Allen Iverson now? When they remember it was like me, myself, and Iverson. He was getting criticized because him and Stephon Marbury was getting criticized yeah. because yeah. they could score and average eight, seven, eight, nine assists. Like that's where yeah. the games evolved to. Yeah. I also when when I remember I wrote about this a couple a few weeks ago. One time the, the Wizards were playing Houston when Van Gundy was coaching down there. And somebody asked Jeff before the game, well, what's the what's the plan for Arenas? And he said, We we don't have a plan. There is no plan. And I thought he was like, I was like, oh, come on, Jeff. That's bullshit. You got to play it. And he's right. like, no, I got nothing. We have nothing for Gilbert Arenas. No. We can't stop him. No. We don't have a single player on this team that can stay in front of him. So we just got to try and double team him every time he catches the ball and hope he gives the ball up. Because right. if he splits the double, we're dead. We're dead you know? So Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and guys like Gilbert, he won't get the credit for it, but guys like Gilbert kind of helped usher in this era. Oh yeah, you know yeah. when he was doing it, he was yeah. kind of the Lone Ranger kind of doing it when he was a point guard. Doing was like taking that. logo shots in the range, right. yeah, the logo range shots. Crazy, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like he was kind of like the 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 predecessor to it, but it was frowned upon. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he kind of ushered in. Now look, at the guys we say are changing the game and having all the success. Well, I mean, Gilbert was doing it years ago, but it, you you love to see it. You love to see 
Dame and Steph and these guys go further and further yeah. because it's just amazing the stuff we hadn't seen at to this level with this consistency. So now that you are like an OG and you're watching this, because uh, you know injustice is happening and you're not in the league, uh, but when you're looking at it, who who tugs at your heartstrings? Who who are the players you like? Man, it just warms me up that he's doing well. Like who gets Carmelo. you that way? Mello, Carmelo, <laughs> because when it first happened, he was out the league. It's like, man, this is a crime. This is a crime that we're letting people who never played before, who are saying these numbers matter and that he doesn't matter. And he's one mm-hmm. of us. That was like a crime that put in my heartstrings. So last year I watched more Portland games than anybody else for that reason alone. Right. And so you see that. And now you see the success he's having in that, like a guy like Westbrook, obviously a Derrick Rose. Like I've been the biggest Derrick Rose fan forever. And like to see him have success and like guys that were like, oh, he can't be at this level anymore. He's not this or that anymore. It's like, no, players don't. Sometimes I get father times undefeated and players don't always change. Sometimes opportunities do and they leave, Mm -hmm. you know, and they go to other people. And now we cast off this guy because he's been in the league for a certain amount of time. Right. And it's like, so those two in particular, um, younger players, DeJounte Murray, because I'm biased. He's like a little brother and I know exactly what he's been through in his journey. So uh, guys like that but yeah I love to see the game itself like I, I love like a job Moran I love watching play I feel like yeah. for and Trey Young I feel like those two don't play with an agenda like and that's rare in this time day and time like I don't, they're not playing for Instagram likes or Twitter they're playing to win right and mm-hmm. and so guys like that coming up I love watching Luca there's, there's so much talent in the league and it's just fun to watch but I really connect with guys who people said were not at that level we're kind of done we kind of just cast off I, I connect yeah. more with those guys for sure. What What is it about Melo that guys just love this dude, man? What is it, I mean, about him? Because, you know, superstar player, superstar number, superstar right. contract, as you know. Yeah. Uh, everybody doesn't feel that all the time. Right. But that, everybody seems to feel this guy. Yeah, I think with him, the person he is first. Like, he's so real. He, you would never know he was a superstar. Obviously, you know, when he's younger, he, he may have had a polarizing thing. Like, that's Melo, you know what I mean? Just the... The not not nothing he did himself, but you remember when he came to the draft, it was him and LeBron. D Wade shot up after that, but it was those right, two right, in that right. class, right? So, but I think who he is as a person first, and then as a player, it's like he plays like we can all relate to. And it's like if you do this to this dude, like this Hall of Famer, this first battle Hall of Famer, we're all fucked. If you're gonna do this to him, excuse my language, like we're all screwed because you're taking away and saying this guy, the way he plays, the way he's grew up his whole life, the thing that made him max contract, the way he learned to play on the blacktop is not important anymore. It's not relevant. We don't even want it. We'd rather have a guy yeah. play hard, go stand in the corner and shoot 40 from three that averages five points to cover, you know what I mean? Like cover his tracks than this guy right here. And we all, that resonated with everybody. And, it pulled, and, I, and I have a different appreciation for him because now I'm living it, right? Like I'm living what he lived yeah, yeah. for those 16 months he was out. So it's like, wow, connecting with him obviously before that. But now it's like, I know what it's like to wake up different days. Like, I don't feel like working out today. What's on the other side of this, right? Like, it, it, it's just, I, I get it. I get it 1 million percent. And I don't think people could truly understand it until they lived it, because I didn't understand it. But that's what it is about Melo. Who he is as a person, if you talk to people, he's one of the best teammates ever. Like, he's, he's it's, 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 it's a polarizing thing on the court. He's like, okay, he's going to play this style of paper. Off the court, he's just as generous. You know what I mean? So things like that is why people love him. 
I would imagine you watching Steph. I know you you know you love watching Steph, and yes. there's a lot of similarities, especially to early JC, right? Between you yeah. and Steph, the handle, the off the dribble, the change the of shoot. direction, right? Uh, how, how is it for you watching Steph? I know you love watching it, but is it like is it irritating a bit watching, knowing you could be out there, <laughs> <laughs> like? You know he what? Kind of embodies somebody you? who says you should be playing. Like if if that's what is at the top of the league, that's what you do. Right. To be honest with you, it's like, first off, before I actually knew Steph, I talked to people that were around the Warriors. This is early in his career. And I was like, man, is this dude genuine? Like, is this dude like really that? And I talked to multiple mm-hmm. people and they were like, nah, he's that. Because I loved his game, but I was like, I, like when I'm fans of people, I'm fans of who they are as people. Like I learned a lot about people watching interviews to see how they think, to see what they're about. Right. And so with Steph, I start watching him. I'm like, man, that, you know, that's that's dope. Like he's fun to watch. And then I start finding out the person he was, and I became a bigger fan. But back to on the court, he's 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 changed basketball. And there's no way around it. Like before mm-hmm. Steph and the Warriors won, because we played them in the playoffs before. Before they went on their run, we, I think we we're the last team to beat yeah. them. Right. And so yeah. he changed basketball from the standpoint people were saying you cannot win being a jump shooting team. You can't win a championship doing this. It's fun. Right. Phoenix Suns, right. seven it's fun, <laughs> but you can't win doing this. So that's why I say he changed basketball. He has every kid, I promise you, every because I'm in the gym a lot with kids. He has every kid working on moves, shooting jumpers, turn around before it goes in. Right? He has every kid across the world. <laughs> and he's a yeah. phenomenon. He's such a, a humble person and such a we text throughout the year. Like I'm I'm the biggest Steph fan. And it's in to your point, it's like, man, I see what he was thinking right there. I see. You know, we're different, but I see some similarities in, in how he played, especially when I was younger and especially, you know, some of the things he was doing. And, and I love that with me, I became too nice and I kind of changed. OK, you want me to do that? I won't shoot. OK. And I love that he stayed strong and stayed bullheaded to like keep going and keep going. And he's changed the game. He's unlocked the game. And I'm like the biggest fan of stuff. Let me let me bring it to um my all-time favorite NBA city, and it's not close. Seattle, Washington. It's not oh, close. Man. Seattle's my all-time favorite NBA city. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to disrespect I, D.C., though. Come on. I know, no, I know you're no, used to I it. I live in D.C. I know you're used to it, but come on, man. It's different. It's different. But I love – Marcus, every year I would go to Seattle, it would just be just heaven. Heaven. I just – just vibe. Everything just – it just was such a chill place, such a wonderful place to go to. And, and you – Jamal, you are one of the kings repping repping the 206 or the 425, depending on where you are. Yeah, oh, you know about the 425. Um, yeah, you know. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and I know everybody's getting excited because the league is kind of, you know, making the hints that maybe, maybe, maybe down the road um, in the next few years. And I think it will happen eventually. I don't think it'll be next two years, but it'll happen eventually. Before this decade's out, I'm almost 100% sure. Um, just what people are feeling. And is there any concern that, Everybody that saw the Sonics during their great run during the Peyton and Kemp era, you know, some of those folks are getting a little older. Are, are people kind of turning the page on the NBA in Seattle? No, it's as vibrant as ever. Uh, when when KD was with the Warriors and they came that back preseason here. Preseason game, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The preseason right, right, game, right? right. And, and oh, you that got was myself. Lit. Oh, you got myself. You got Bobby Wagner. You got uh, Cliff Averill, Russell Wilson. Brandon Roy, all these people, but especially the football players, I'm speaking to them right now because they had never been to a game in Key Arena, right? right? So they're like, is this what the Sonics games are like? I'm like, it's crazy. (laughs) 
they were like, oh, we got to get the Sonics back. And obviously, I think we have some of the best fans in the league. I'm not going to say the best because every team can say right? But I think some of the best. We look at the Seahawks with the 12s, the Storm, the Mares, yeah. even the college scene, the Sounders, right? So it's like we have some of the best fans in the league, and we're craving that. We are absolutely craving that. Like, imagine taking a young kid to a, the Sonics game. That was me. Like, I was going to watch when it was Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, and it made my dream yeah. a reality. So I could actually look out there and see Gary Payton playing against Stephon Marbury, or Gary Payton playing against the Jazz, or Gary Payton playing against Barkley, and dream about being out there. But it's, it's right in front of me. I can reach it. I can look at it and see it. Those kids don't have that right now. So not to brag, but my pro-am is the closest they get to seeing pro players and guys that came up in the community. That's why with the pro-am, I ask kids, who do you want to see? And they'll tell me, and I hate asking anybody for anything, but I'll go ask Kevin Durant or Kobe to stop by or yeah. you know Kyrie or who. Or, Cliff, or Chris Paul, I'm going to say Cliff Paul, Chris Paul or Blake Griffin, <laughs> right? Who, or John Wall and all these guys without hesitation, Marcus Aldridge, they come. And they come and they know us about the kids and they get the sense of, oh, it's something bigger than just me coming to play the pro-am. These kids yeah. haven't seen pro players. They got to watch on TV, play video games, or drive three yeah. hours to Portland just to see a pro game. So they don't understand that until they get here and they see the excitement for them. And then they're like, yeah. oh, wow, like it's something different. So I believe there'll be a team back here. I think we need to get the hockey team here to kind of set things yes. in motion, right? And once we right. got that, I believe, uh, like you said, hopefully before the decade is out, I'm uh, I'm almost sure that we'll be back here and we'll be excited as ever for it. And what would be yeah, your I, role? I, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. I don't know. I, I, whatever they need me to do, whatever they need me yeah. to do, I'll be there. Yeah. What? So how did the walk us through how you started the program and what, what the idea was and, and what you were hoping to accomplish with it. So I played in it when I was 16 and it was Doug Christie's program at the time. Okay. Right. And he was a pro and I was one of only two high school players. And I remember when I would go to the games, my mom's taking me to the games and stuff. I felt like I was going to an NBA game because I was the youngest guy there. Now remember at that time in 97, 98, it was only like Garnett, Jermaine O'Neal and Kobe Bryant straight from high school. So in my mind, right, I was like, I was right. this high school Star playing with these grown men, overseas guys, pro guys. I played against yep. Damon Stoudemire, Cliff Robinson, Yinka Dare, Sean Kemp, and I was playing with Doug Christie at the time. The first four games, I didn't play score much. After that, I averaged 30 the rest of the way. And that's when I really got my confidence. And so when, I, when Doug was getting later in his career, he's like, you know, I want you to take it over. He's like, it means more to you than it would anybody else if I just gave it to him. It would just be a pro to you. You actually grew up in this thing. So yeah. I know you'll take good care of it. And so, uh, you know, I think 2003, 2004, I took it over. And we've just been growing it and growing it and growing it. And it's even more important because the Sonics haven't been here since 08, right? Yeah. And so the last 13 years, that's when the guests start coming in and pouring in and pouring in. And now it's took on a life of its own. People look forward to it every single summer here. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it, it's one of the better ones. I, I was curious also, what's the best run you ever had? Summertime. When I was playing with Michael Jordan. <laughs> this is in Chicago <laughs> when he was prepping his comeback to the Wizards. Yeah. And after my first year, you know, my dad had told me he liked my game. I'm like, Dad, this is for social media. You don't know Michael Jordan. Stop lying to me. <laughs> right. And then uh, <laughs> I met him. No Tim Jordan called me so I could meet him. Why, I went and met him when I was a rookie. What? Why you hating on Pops, man? Why you hating on Because there's no way Pops should know this. But I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I knew it in a second. So, uh, yeah, rookie year, Tim Grover, who I knew, I'm with the Bulls, said, MJ said you could meet him. I drive down there, 6, 7 in the morning. I meet him. He's coming for his comeback. I don't know he's coming back at the time. He's like, hey, you can work out with me this summer. I'm like, okay, cool. 
I call everybody, oh my God, it's been Michael Jordan. Nobody answered because in the West Coast, they're two hours behind. So I'm like five <laughs> in the morning here. So I'm like, I got to hold on to this. All right. So um, fast forward to the summer and I start working out with him. And we played together, never lost. And at those games, we were playing against Ray Allen. Penny Hardaway was there. Antoine Walker, of course. Mike Finley. So many pros. But here I am, this young kid as a rookie who didn't play much, playing with the greatest player ever. And I'm on his team and we're not losing. And when he gave me, and I'm playing well, I felt my game taking off. And so he's giving me a different type of confidence. This isn't your coach saying, yeah, you're doing well, or even an <laughs> established veteran in the league. This is Michael Jeffrey Jordan saying, you're, you got a game. And I want, mm-hmm. we were playing together. But those games were so intense. We had refs there at the time. Everything counted as one, so every basket meant something. You had like Jay-Z and Beyonce coming to watch a, a run, a summer run. In the, yeah. in, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was a whole different atmosphere. And so those were the best summer games. And the reason my dad knew was because he played at the University of Oregon. He actually played with Kevin Love's dad. And him and Amara oh, okay. Rashad were tight. But he didn't tell me Amara Rashad was the one that told him that Jordan loved my game. So that's I'm how I'm just saying <laughs> why Pops didn't get benefit of the doubt. Why you hate no Pops? <laughs> Mark, you know what I'm, I'm just saying why you hate no Pops. That's what you're going to bring it back to. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, come on, man. You got to be like, yo, my Pops got to know something. You like that. Well, he might got a little intel. This is like when Marty Blake is doing the, the pre-jab stuff. Like, my pops don't know all this. Like, come on, man. How you know that? You know what? That's old school. Damn, that is old school. Nobody under 30 remembers Marty Blake. See what he what used mean? to run shit. Guru. He used to run the draft. Guru. <laughs> hey, stay in. Hey, get out. Don't come right. out. <laughs> run his stuff. Right. Like Suge Knight at Death Row. I'm like, all right, I ain't coming out there. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Man. People, do people even remember you? Do many people remember you at Michigan? I know you barely played. No. Do, do people don't even know. They, they always talk about, like, the game we played against Duke. Because it was a Saturday game, Saturday afternoon, the whole country's watching yeah. CBS. And and I think I was player of the game for my team. We ended up losing by like five or six. But at the time, they were the number one uh, freshman class in the country. And we were number two. And it's Michigan Duke, right? And Saturday game, everybody's yeah. watching. I had a great game. I remember Coach K came to me after the game. And he was like, man, he's like, nobody can guard you. You have so many moves. He started doing his hair like he was drawing. Like, man, this is Coach K telling me this. It's crazy. So, yeah, <laughs> people always reference that game, though. Man, I, so I, I want to ask you about this year and this season and, and okay. you know, who you like right now as we get close to the playoffs and who right. you think maybe, you know, kind of off the radar, you better pay attention to this squad because they, they, uh, they could do some damage. I think this year will be more exciting than years past because I truly believe it's open. Like, I yeah. really believe it's open, like, especially with the play-in. Could you imagine if the Warriors put out the Lakers? Could you imagine <laughs> something like that? You know, this Dude, is what, uh, that's, this that's a one-game series, right? <laughs> yeah, it's one game. You're telling, it's me one game. Get, you're telling me Steph can't get hot for one game and carry them? Like, exactly. And, but my point is, if that happened, that changes the whole dynamic of people saying, oh, the Lakers are going to be there, right? So, yeah, right. Or the Clippers are going to be there or whatever. Like, so it's 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 an interesting dynamic. I, I Before when the season first started, I said, okay, it's going to be Lakers and Nets. But now seeing the season unfold, seeing injuries come into play, right, with Harden being out and that whole dynamic and seeing, you know, KD be out some of the season and, and then the Lakers with LeBron being out, like you just never know. And so now I think this will be one of the more exciting uh, finals in a while. I'm glad we're back yeah. in arenas to watch, you know, it kind of brings yeah. the excitement back with the fans and everything. But yeah, I, I truly don't know, but if there's a dark horse in the dark horse in the West, I would say if, I think Utah, I don't think they get enough credit. Healthy, healthy and whole, I think they're solid. Mm-hmm. I think they're really tough mm-hmm. to beat, and they'll be tough 
four out of seven games to out, uh, especially if the Lakers don't get LeBron back healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he is yeah. healthy, I think the, you see the Lakers and, and the Clippers in the in the Western Finals. In the East, I think Milwaukee's kind of built for the 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 playoffs, but I still think they're missing another score. I, I don't know okay. why. I, I still feel like know, they're missing. You know, a score they could could use. Yeah, man. man. I know when I can give them fifteen to think of minutes. Somebody, I know somebody <laughs> that can give them fifteen minutes of funk right now. <laughs> right now. Hey, James right Brown now. style, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wonder if anybody out there. I'm interested in what and you know how you analyze the Brooklyn roster, which obviously we're talking win healthy, right? So right. dynamic at the top, right? And they have these holes, these typical holes, but they've got so much talent and so much offensive firepower. They can probably overcome it. Or do you like almost the perfectly constructed playoff team in the Sixers, right? Who have the inside outside, they have the defense. Like which one do you think at peak, right? Eastern conference finals, which one would you feel like would win out? Which one would you value the high end team or the full team? I would take the high end team only because in the playoffs, the, the rotation is short anyway. Right. So yeah. it won't be very rarely do you see 10 guys go play in the playoffs or 11 guys. It's like your top eight, seven and a half to eight. Right. And with, with Brooklyn, if they're all healthy uh, and kudos to Harden, because I didn't think to me, this is hard in OKC, like on steroids, on supersize. Right. The same like players 10 years later. Like and he's still right. right, right, right. right. <laughs> you guys involved saying, you know what, I'll sacrifice my office. I'll get you guys happy. I didn't know if he was at a place where he would you know, could pull that off. And he has been unbelievable. And he, he makes the team go, right? So he puts everybody in their natural position where Kyrie can just attack. I don't have to worry about setting anybody else up. Yeah, Kevin's going to be yeah. Kevin, right? So it's like, I like those guys. I think Blake Griffin's going to come up big in the playoffs. I really believe that. I think if you want to go big, you have DeAndre Jordan. So you can play different styles, right? And so yeah. I like them. And it's coming out the East still. And I think when all said and done, I still like the Lakers. I still have it the next Lakers. It just won't be as clear because I thought it would be when the season right. started. Yeah, I yeah, I, I actually agree with that um at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And I still think the Lakers are gonna figure it out. I do too. As LeBron is healthy. <laughs> as long as LeBron's healthy, right? If LeBron's no. healthy, they have a chance, period. Right? Like we all know yeah. that. LeBron's proven it time and time and time and time right. and time and time again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. right. I want to go with Philly though, but man, how do you match up with the Nets like that? What what the what do you do against this team? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's I don't want to go for them. It's too like I want to go for Philly because I just like the grind and grit of Philly. I still got a little spot right here in my heart for AI. And I want that city to get a title. But yeah. Brooklyn is I have no idea what to do with Brooklyn. Fully healthy, I no, have this, no idea this, what to do with them. Well, See, at first, and I was even like, well, how is this going to work, right? right but when right. I saw James' mentality and it was consistent, I said, oh, well, there's nothing you can do now. It's done. That's it. Because, right. because right. think about it. We know what Kyrie's going to do in the playoffs. We know what Kevin's going to do in the playoffs. We've seen both of them. James yeah. has never seen, since he's been a superstar, like single coverage in the playoffs. He's going right. to get that this year. Yeah. So he's yeah. going to have there's a better no other option, Jamal. Like that's it. Like you can't literally, you literally cannot no. double this dude. You still got Joe no. Harris, right? And you still got Joe right. Harris. So you still, right. I, I believe he's going to have even more of an impact. Maybe not in volume of scoring. Like he may average twenty eight instead of thirty, but it'll be higher yeah. percentages across the board. And I think it'll be more fun for him because when you can control the game passing, you can control the game a whole different way. Like you're moving chess mm -hmm. pieces at that point. And you become right. harder to guard because they don't know if you're going to score or pass. 
Like, you know what I mean? So he can play between both worlds as good as anybody. And he's got credible options to pass to him. Oh, without you know what I'm <laughs> And he's willing to pass to him. Like, here, you guys got it. I'll pick him apart later. They don't know when I'm coming. Right. Now you got it. Go and ahead. All, yeah, because all due respect, and Houston had some great teams when he was there, but there were some guys he threw the ball to. Those teams were like, no. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll live. And they say they yeah. we'll live. We'll live. Yeah. All right, but you are not scoring 40. 0 for 27 yeah. from three. Hey, yeah. get, get I to, covered that game, hey, and I still can't range. believe a team. Get to the range once. Javon, it was wide <laughs> open the whole time. It was wide Man, open. Just once. Just to get back I have on never, track. I, it's amazing to see a team that kind of couldn't get out of its own head in such a big situation because it was literally like we'll show you we can win shooting threes we're going <laughs> hey, to keep shooting DA, threes. <laughs> you know what they pulled off though you know what they accomplished that was yeah. one team that was all on the same page <laughs> with the same goal like right. we're hey. gonna, we gonna keep shooting right. threes we're gonna keep shooting threes <laughs> and bad boys for life ride together die together they was gonna right. do one other right they sure died boy <laughs> exactly <laughs> Man, I mean that that was that was I don't I never care who wins. I was just and I didn't I mean I didn't care the Golden State won again, but I was like, ooh, the best team did not win this. <laughs> they, they took they took them to the break. They took them to the break. Yeah, but if they, they sure just, did. if they just got a couple mid-range and then go back to anything, the right? Just is that what you were screaming at the TV, JC? And you were like, yo, free throw line, just free throw line, pull up. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. Oh my God, it's so there. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get you out on this, Jamal. Who is the guy that you just love watching play on a daily? Kevin Durant. Okay. I just love NBA. It's like, it's it's really like art. Like, he's painting beautiful pictures when he plays basketball. Like, it's so effortless and it's so fluid. It's like if you just, just turn on the water faucet and just watch the water run. It's just like the perfect, like, it's just so fluid and so mm. smooth. And so this guy is seven feet, like yeah, literally yeah. seven feet crossover like a guard, the prettiest jumper. He can play any style. I can play on the ball. I can run pick and roll. I'm always make the right play. I can, I can catch and shoot. I can do whatever you want. And I'm seven feet. I'm the only walk, walking cheat code that this game has right now. Like, mm. like literally, I mean, there's other cheat codes. But I mean, when I say that, I mean, yeah. at the highest amounts of pressure, he's going to still be Kevin Durant. Yeah, that, that's the one reason why I thought he had a chance to come back from the from the Achilles. Achilles right. right. He can still be, he's still, he's still seven feet. feet. He's still, and, <laughs> he's now, still he's still touch, touch, baby. Yeah. and now, and now, because like for me, when I tore my ACL, that's when I really learned how to shoot. Because I had to sit in a chair, I couldn't move. So all I could do mm. was just shoot underneath a basket, perfect my form and so now right. he probably right. shoots even better because that's all he could do for amount of time to shoot, right? It's like, yeah, right, yeah he's, right. he's, he's my favorite player in the game. He's my favorite player to watch as well. I remember, yeah. I will say this too. You've been on KD for a long time too. Like you've been saying- Tell Mark, how long, long have I been on screaming time. KD? No, for a long, yeah. I remember before, remember when the Golden State was the juggernaut and you were like, I don't know, watching, you know, they got down 3-1 <laughs> Oklahoma City, but like- he he took that that other level when he got to the Warriors, and it feels like he hit he's hit another level. I think the part that I learned about KD covering him is like, yeah, he's seven foot and he's smooth, but dude is a savant. Like like mm. his basketball understanding, like that's far exceeds seven feet. His shooting, 
it's how smarty like he's literally a mm-hmm. savant out there and, and go back to what i just said he makes the right play every, every time. time because he studies the game like no, we, literally he could be like how do you want to play I will play yeah. that way you want me to play. Who, uh, who else would do that? Regardless. Like, go who, yeah. pick the way you pick. Who, think about the superstars you mentioned, whether it be Joker, obviously LeBron. Um, Curry's probably the only Benefit. one that we've talked about where he doesn't have to have the ball to have this greater impact. Like, this yeah. guy is a savant. Like you said, I seen a game, it was earlier this season, it was before he got hurt. I think they were playing, uh, I don't know if it was Charlotte or somebody. He cruised to 40. And, you know, most people, they get hot as 40. It's like, oh, I'm shooting it regardless. He had a shot. He's like, no, nah, here you go. Pass, you got it. Like, I'm not chasing nothing. I'm just so at peace with my game, and I know the right yeah. way it's supposed to be played. And he's yeah. such a savant, like you said. And you put that with all the physical gifts and the shooting touch and yeah, everything not, else, the competitiveness and love of the game, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big right, so part, I, too, love of the so, game. So why ain't why he stay on the bay, Marcus, then? You know? you know, Yeah, savants can't sit down, man. They mind is no. great. Their mind savants, is great. They gotta, think about what he said. This this makes sense, D.A. Savants are always looking for another mountain to climb, right? So they're mm. always, like, they need to keep their mind fresh. This guy came okay. off the bench and had 35. He's like, yeah, I like this. It was a good challenge. Like, he wanted to come off the bench. He wanted something different. Like I'm telling you, man, people don't understand. Right. Like, this dude is, like, he's, his basketball mind thinks different. Uh, like, it it's just, unbelievable. We yeah. talk, we, I, I love our, our text exchange where we're just talking hoop. We ain't talking hoop. Got Nothing else. At 2 a.m. when he, like, argued with me, telling me why my story was wrong or why my tweet was wrong or here's why you need to understand. This is why I read. I'm like, <laughs> But bruh, just an article. But like, oh, he's, he's like, he's, listen, um, here, you don't no. know what you're talking about. I did. It was this, and it was that, and then it was that, and then this. And I'm like, dude, I ain't that smart. Like, oh, Mark, <laughs> and, and he sleeps, eat, and breathes basketball. Like he's like, yeah, even with but, all the fame and how famous he is and everything, the core of it, like truly the core of it, is basketball. We could roll out a ball right now, and I'm like, Kev, you in town? Let's play with nobody there. No question. Like it could yeah. be. It could be. I'm going to tell y'all a story. I don't think I've said, I have not said this actually. It was this summer. We were in LA and we played one-on-one and mm. he just got such a kick out of it. Cause first off he's shooting. I'm putting the hand up. I felt, I told him, I said, man, I feel like a little kid, dude, I'm six, five, <laughs> three weeks, but you're just shooting. So at peace, but, mm. it, but it was just fun. And we're like, just going at it. And it was one possession each. So it wasn't like he can run off five or I can run off three or whatever. It's like, I get a turn. You get a turn. We just kept going. We yeah. did a seven game series. And he just got such a kick out of it. Just he's such a savant. Like he just loves basketball. Unbelievable, bro. You don't know how many times Da he had me thinking, and I'm right, and I'm like, hold on, like KD going, yeah, go correct that. Hold on, that's him. Go correct that. He goes, All right, let me fix it. Let me be because you can't, you can't with this guy. He sees. Right. And I'm like, dude, you can't expect me to see what you see. Like, I, right. like, I don't, I don't, I'm not that good. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, right. oh, that's, like that's, let me tell you. That's part of the reason why he can always come through under pressure because he's playing a whole different game. Same thing with yeah. LeBron in a different way, but they're, yeah. they're playing a whole different game. Like I watched LeBron when I was with Phoenix and I saw him moving chess pieces. I saw him literally playing with his mind before he even touched the physical part of his game. I yeah. saw him doing yeah. this and Kevin's the same way. And so that's why under pressure, no matter what defense you throw out, no matter what, he can pick it apart because he's already, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's wired that way. 
He's five steps ahead. And he's yeah. been in the league like, forever don't... now, so he's got yeah. all yeah. that was Chris the... Paul, Rondo, guys like that. They're five steps ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all the all those smart ones. Yeah. Michael was like that. Michael Same was way. so smart. Same he, way. He was so smart about the game. Oh, you he know? was. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't get me. <laughs> no, this is this made no lie. This is no lie. This I might be the biggest Michael Jordan fan there is. Like. Yeah, hey, he's oh, not lying. He's not lying. I'm telling you, he's not lying. Oh, he's 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 out of this world. It's to me, it's even it's a shame that we even compare him. And no disrespect to any of the great players, <laughs> it's a shame we even compare this guy. This guy yeah. is out of this world. Like he's yeah. out. He's from a whole different planet. I just yeah. saw I just saw a clip the other day. He won a duck contest. He was judging. He had jeans on. He took off from the free throw line. This is back <laughs> in like '92. I'm like, what are we what are we talking about? Yeah, this guy went. No, hold on, he went. He went an eight-year stretch without losing more than two games in a row that he appeared in. Right. What are we talking right. about? Yeah. <laughs> da, he's never lost a championship. Nope. I don't mean the Bulls, Diva, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Whenever he appeared in a championship right. game, he never lost. Right. This Ever. guy, I'm, I'm done. He's yeah. not even. And, and this, this is my favorite. This is my favorite one, Jamal. Never needed a seventh game ever. He didn't even know in what that six felt. finals. Yeah. He doesn't even Didn't know need that. One. I'm gonna tell you one else. He only trailed in the finals one time when it was one zero to the Lakers. Right. He doesn't even know what that feels like. Right. Yeah, he right. was so good. The man won three championships. Said, "Okay, I'm done." Came back and said, oh, "Y'all got something for me? I won three more." And right. granted, come fly when he came out in the summer of 1990. They were already saying he was the best player in the world before he had even won a championship. I remember right. that DVD. Right. Like, come yeah. on, man. This guy's out of oh, Michael Jordan's playground. I'm sorry, that's what the first Michael Jordan's playground. Yeah. Fly music. That was VHS. But yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, VHS. <laughs> oh, this guy is just it's too many. Like there's too many. Yeah. There's too no, many. No, I've I have when when the last dance came out last year, you know, there was a lot of people were always wanted to talk about that yeah. era and everything. And I felt bad because I felt like I, I didn't want people to think I was the old man in the club no, and you're nothing's not. good now. That, and, I, and I just said, look, guys, this He's the best. It's not close. Let's it's not, even, not close. Let's not even talk about him. Let's say who's the best of the rest. Let's not, like, let's not even yeah. talk about this guy. <laughs> right. Like, right. This and, and I'm only saying Steph because I remember his stats. His first year he won MVP. I think he averaged 30 points, six rebounds. Or the six assists, five rebounds. His first MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Go look at Michael Jordan's career numbers. Career numbers. 30 <laughs> points, six rebounds, five assists for his career. Yeah. Right. Like, Right, the guys out of this. Dude scored, dude scored fifty at age forty. That's what he did. <laughs> he scored fifty points in an NBA game with no, without taking, you know, with may, he managed to make like two threes in the game. He scored fifty the in age. a game. The, the bad boy pisses. The bad boy pisses. Chuck Daly said he's so good, he's embarrassed in the league. He's embarrassed yeah. in the league. Like, and this is the part about him. If they had put another challenge in front of him, he would have conquered that too. Yeah. He wasn't going to be denied. Like, people, when people are great at something, say, oh, this guy is the Michael Jordan of this. He is the Michael Jordan. Like, Michael no, is, he Michael, is Michael Jordan. Right? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, there was a quote in The Last Dance where dude was like, Michael Jordan may be better at his job than anybody else has ever been at their job. <laughs> in any job. <laughs> no matter the job. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I just, I saw every game in the, I covered every game of his in the finals, all six finals. It's not close. And, and DA, just, he played defense. He played defense like yeah. he did offense. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and the then last, when he last thing I'm going to say about it, he didn't yep. just want to win. He wanted to no. dominate you. 
Yes. He wanted to show everybody the difference. Like it wasn't just all yes. oh, we won. No, I don't even want you to ever think you can be on the court with me. <laughs> yes. They would come, the Bulls would come this to your part, town. This part, the mental, this part and this part. Yeah. The man start. Yeah. Hey, the man start. How is MJ now 50 what? Well, he was born in 62. 63, so he's 50, February 1763. So he's okay, 58. 63. <laughs> so he's 58. His, his favorite name was Orange. He was born in Brooklyn, New York. I can keep going on about it. I told yeah. you he ain't playing. I told you he's not playing. But my point is, DA, my point is, the man just did an interview last year and he still mm. had tears about how serious he is about the game. He, he's yes. 58. Yeah. You think yeah. he was going to beat him at, 20, at 25 and 28 and 30? Man, y'all didn't have a chance. No, it was just different. Just in case y'all aren't sure, this is from a guy with 19,479 career points himself. (laughs) (laughs) 19,419 career points, 4,500 assists. It missed the last two years. I should have been over 20 at this point. This is crazy. You know know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Man. Can we we throw in playoff points with that? No, playoff points, I'd be over 20, but no. No, yeah, I'm so. saying that that should count, though, right? I feel like that. Yes, of I just, course it counts. I, feel I like just that do. should count. Anyway. <laughs> I just do. Man, Jamal Crawford, man, this has been great. We could go another hour easy, easily. We'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. Ooh, I like that. Let's do a part two. We'll do a part I'm, two. I'm down. Whatever you want to talk about, it. give us a list. All right. Maybe after the finals. Maybe after the finals, we catch up. We Bet, bet. I love it. I love it, man. Appreciate you, my brother. Stay safe. Please stay safe, man. Y'all as well. And um. Yeah, Keep we being definitely a good father and a good husband and a good community Absolutely. man. One hundred percent. My you favorite well. part about hey. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's that's the show for today. Leave that five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to us. And if it's less than five stars, keep it to yourself. Later. That's good, Jay. Wait, hey. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, that was awesome. That was great. I can't believe you got him going on George.